Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And today is a wonderful day. Today, we have a guest that I've been craving to bring into the show since the show has started. When uh, my producer and I were talking about guests, uh, she was one of the first guests that I knew that at some point she was going to need to come to the show. Uh, we talk about it a few times and her life is super, super busy as mine, of course. And, you know, I never brought it again until the last week we talk. And, and as everybody knows, I'm doing the master plan series. And I told you in my last episode that I was going to bring you guests. I am a woman of my word. Uh, and I was going to bring you guests that have experience working with master plans guests that have sat with different master plans or like in a specific master plan for them to share with us their knowledge and their experience dieting that specific master plan. So this woman not only has dieted this master plan like three times, but she also has master diet other master plans. She works with cacao, with hemp. Uh, she is an incredible medicine woman. She's been in this work for like an eternity, <laughs> uh, but in this lifetime for more than a decade probably. And she's my mentor, my friend, my sister. I love her. She is incredible. So let me tell you, this is a treat, guys. You guys have an incredible person in this podcast. So with all further ado, welcome Rebecca Shaman to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. How are you today? Hey, Hemina. Great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here. This is such a such a treat. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here and to uh, talk to you about plant medicines and master plants and dietas and uh, all the beautiful stuff that comes that's coming out of the Amazon. Yeah, I know you. You you have some uh, years under your belt um, with working with medicines, working with master plans. So before we dive into, um, the work that you've been doing and specifically with your master plans, um, why don't you share a little bit about yourself with the listeners so they know who are you, uh, what got you to be where you are today? How long have you been doing this work? Where are you located? Just give us just a little bit about you. So I've actually been on this path for 25 years. So it started a quarter, <laughs> a quarter of a century ago. So it put me on the path very early on in my life. Um, I was called onto the path while I was in Peru in 1997. I was working with a um, in a hotel in Machu Picchu in Cusco. And I was a cultural and activities manager. So I was uh, running... Uh, three-day retreats and um, activities for the predominantly American tourists that would come to the hotel and I had a bit of a I was having a bit of a challenging time and I used to go running in the mountains 
to every day just to reconnect back to myself. And one day after a big argument with um, the general manager of the hotel, I went for a run and I got lost up on one of the mountains. I lost the path, couldn't find the path back. The sun was setting and the path that I was on just basically disappeared and it all became very slippery. And I kind of knew that I was going to, the only way that I was going to survive was if I fell down the mountain because there was no way back Uh because the light was rapidly um, diminishing. Anyway, I ended up falling down the mountain and a tree saved me. And that night I went out into the mountains and I was kind of like, okay, like what the hell am I doing here? What's going on? Um, I was also really blown open by all the chemicals that were going around my body, having thinking that I was going to die and falling down the mountains. So I, I, I put out this prayer and I had a vision of a shaman. Um, and basically it was more than a, it was more than an apparition. It was a proper vision. It was like, the heavens opened and there he was staring down at me and basically said, I've got the medicine for you. Come and find me and I can help you. And I knew it was something really, really powerful. And I believe that a lot of the chemicals that obviously um, were flowing around my body because of the near death experience um, blew open a part of my mind. And he was taking ayahuasca that night and we met in that fifth dimensional space Um, because he also said to me, you had to reach this point to find me, to see me. And I really do believe it was that near-death experience that led me to see him because I knew without doubt that he was out there and he was waiting for me. So there was without a doubt. And I left the hotel and I flew to the Amazon because everyone kind of thinks that there was loads of ayahuasca in Cusco in the Sacred Valley. But let me tell you, in 1997, there was no one had even heard of it. Like nothing in that area, nothing. It was all in the Amazon. It was hidden. It was still really hidden away then. And I, no one had heard of it. No one knew it could give me any advice on it. Um, Anyway, I, I went over to, I flew over to Iquitos and I found my teacher and I ended up living with him for three and a half months and drinking ayahuasca about three times a week, but also dieting wow. chichuasha and other plant medicines that he would give us, um, well, me. And also there was a Peruvian girl that was staying with us and um, we would be given loads of, lo- I just took loads of plants during that time that I was there. But the main plant was Tawei, Brugmansia. That was the shame. So sh- the shaman was a Tawei shaman, a really, wow. really powerful, dark shaman. Um, of course, I didn't know anything because I've never done ayahuasca before. So I had no nothing right. to compare it to. So for me, it, it was what it was. I had no idea. Um, and actually, for 14 years, I only drank that medicine, um, Tawei. I only drank Tawei. And I was told much further down the line of this journey that it's actually considered an illuminator, the great illuminator, that's what it's called. And it illuminates um, all the cells and the DNA in your body. I, I believe wow. it's much stronger. I know it's much stronger than Shakruna, but I I think it was so strong for me that it, I couldn't go back on that path anymore. It had opened up everything that, so I came back to the UK and, and continued on the path. So that that's how I entered onto it. And I came back to the UK in 1998 and was very confused as to what to do um, with 
what I had learned, but I got a very strong message. I wasn't to do ayahuasca here in the UK, that I wasn't an ayahuasca as such, that it was my teacher plant. Also, because it was Tawei, I was not <laughs> feeling safe enough to be able to hold space in such a dark, yeah. um, purgative and deep, deep medicine. It really has to be done by a, a trained um, and I had just in my training, I hadn't been really trained. I'd only been three and a half months. So I'd done my inner work, but I didn't have enough um, experience to be able to, I, I felt, to offer it, um, especially as it was, that was the medicine that I had worked with specifically. Um, and so I made a commitment to the plants and to plant and to Mother Earth that I would just do whatever they wanted me to do, whatever the path was, even if it wasn't to do ayahuasca, that I was, I would, I would follow whatever that they said. So I made a deep commitment to the plants that I would, um, I would be in service to them and, and, and mother earth and have been on a wild <laughs> journey for the last 25 years from that, from that commitment. Yeah. And seen a lot as well. Uh, you probably shared this with me before, but hearing it again, and then after I finished reading uh, the three halves of Inomoxel, um, and I learned about Toet, you went into like hardcore, heavy, because Toet is a very powerful plant. Uh, very, very powerful. They, it puts you, I mean, based on what I read, it puts you like in a dream state. Um, and the person that serves it is the person that brings you out of the experience. Is that true? Yeah. It, it's not visionary at all. In fact, it, it wasn't until 16 years later in 2016, in 2014, so 16 years later, that I took Shakruna for the first time and actually had a wow. bit of a, a panic attack because I, I, I had it was so completely different. It was so completely wow. different. I just couldn't cope with the visions. I was over because DMT is very different to scolamide, which is the the alkaloid that's in. It's a totally different plant. It's a totally different medicine, really. So yes, absolutely. And I was terrified when I saw those visions. I was just like, oh my god, because actually the mixture that I had had been shikruna and wambisa. And anyone who knows their plant medicines knows that wambisa is an incredibly psychedelic. A plant um, much stronger than Shakruna even so I, it was just completely overwhelming for me but yeah I didn't have I, like I said I'm sure you know had I'd had some experience I'm not sure that I would have been maybe have even survived through that but because I didn't have any other experience I had just turned up to the shaman I was pretty broken when I turned up there and he was a master mm. shaman. I mean, but yeah, I was broken. Like for those three and a half months, it was horrific. I, every time I came back, I was like grateful to be alive. Um, one thing that wow. really saved me was that I only vomited. I never went to the toilet um, mm. when I took this medicine. Um, and that I think I'm not sure I would have survived if, if I'd had to have gone all the way down the steps from, because of course all the houses are on stilts in the Amazon. Walk down uh -huh. into the um, down into the jungle to have to go to the toilet because I could I was paralysed I I could literally because what they do you don't have buckets or anything in the Amazon right. you just throw over the side of the the casita so you have to be, you have to lift yourself up throw over the side of the casita and then you go back to sit down again you're just like literally and I, it's so purgative that you are literally just like gargling 
the darkest oh stuff God. out it's hard hard it's hardcore and of course like I said there's no visions but the visions you get are very dark very dreamlike um very scary wow. actually and you need a shame shaman to be able to to guide you out of there you know and you know they were if they were a good few hours as well and he would drink with me but he would give me a cup this big oh my god it, I was terrified Ooh. every time I drank it. it was hard work oh my god you know I feel like <laughs> Uh, when we go into this path and maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I hear a lot of stories and I feel like all of us that are in this path at some point, we must experience the terrific, horrific dark side of working with medicines because it can get terrifying. Like, like so scary that you're just like, I don't know if I ever going to drink again, but yet we choose to do it again. And then we overcome the fear and we get on the other side, which that's where the work is. Um, so yeah. So with all that being said, and oh my God, you have like 25 years of knowledge and experience that eventually I would love to bring into the podcast. But today I want to focus into one master plan that is a master plan that you have a really strong connection with. Every time I hear you talk about her, um, I get inspired by you and it's Chirik. So let's talk about Chirik Sanango today. Tell me what called you to diet her the first time. How do you, how do you call Chirik and which of all your diets, was she the first one, the second one? Like, how was it for you to choose Chirik or like, or her choosing you? Okay, so I dieted Chichiwasha, a few other plants when I was with the shaman. Um, and then when I went back to kind of complete my apprenticeship in 2012, I also did a couple of other, I, I redieted Chichiwasha or Chichiwashi um and um was doing again ayahuasca in 2015 i came across chirik sanango and i chirik, what chirik sanango basically said to me was that if you want to serve ayahuasca you need to almost get permission from the chirik because what chirik mm. does is it aligns you with your head and your heart so mm. it puts you in an alignment and if you are offering plant medicines, you have to have done the work first. You can't right. be drinking plant medicines and then being in a, in, in a situation where you're not able to um, serve others because you're going through your own inner work and your own inner struggles. Um, so right. really to serve ayahuasca, to, to really serve it properly, you, you have to have gone through your own inner journey and come out the other side. And what Chirik does is that it aligns you much quicker, more quickly to um, into who you are. But it's a very painful medicine because everywhere where any time that you haven't been in alignment or you haven't um, followed your heart and followed your ego instead, it's for me. It's a male plant medicine. Um, I feel I feel he's quite masculine personally. That's mm. my my feeling from Chirik. Because even though it's a very it's it's quite androgynous because the plant itself is very beautiful, but the energy right. I feel is quite 
like it's not very nurturing and loving <laughs> it's quite it's quite masculine and <laughs> quite like dominating and quite strong <laughs> and you know you know it, it's not friendly and loving and compassionate <laughs> it's quite an intense medicine I love that you say um, that because people have this romantic idea of plants being like that and they don't understand that plants it's not that they're not It's not that they're not love. It's just that their level of of rigor and discipline that comes from their wisdom is it's not it's not all lovey dovey. So I'm so glad that you brought that up into the space. It's definitely not like it. <laughs> you don't take Chirik Sanango if you think you're going to go on a love. Take Bob and Sana. <laughs> if you want to go on a loving, heart opening, gorgeous journey, go with Bob and Sana. Don't go with Chirik Sanango because Chirik Sanango right. is really the grandfather of the of the jungle. In that, in that, I'd say if you haven't dieted Chirik Sanango, you're not really capable of really offering ayahuasca that and and, and, right. and serving ayahuasca. And I haven't met an indigenous person yet who has served me ayahuasca and hasn't done Shirik Sanango. Right. Yeah, I, I, I really feel it's an important rite of passage. And anyone who's seriously on this plant medicine path needs to do a Shirik Sanango dieta um, in order to know that that's really the part. Have you chosen the path from ego or have you chosen it because the, part, the plants want you to work? with them because there's a lot there's a very easy to say oh yeah I'm this shaman I'm this you know this person that can do this and that without really asking the plants whether you're really full alignment of their mission um and right. again this is a very powerful um shamanic process where plants have a consciousness and I believe for me Tawei gave me the language Um, or a, gave me the translation, the deciphering of being able to decipher plants. So I have a unique, for me, opportunity to be able to hear what the plants have to say and have worked with that for the last few, you know, 25 years and in, to a point now where, you know, the, the, the line to, to them is like, just they are inside of me growing and communicating all the time. You also have to make quite a lot of sacrifices if you want to do a dieta. I mean, one of them is not drinking alcohol. You cannot drink right. alcohol, I believe, and be a and be able to be a plant medicine shaman. Mm. And Chirik told me specifically that I could take anything that I wanted. I mean, any drug. Um, I can take anything that I want. It's not going to affect it. But alcohol sloshes the plants. It sloshes them. It it sloshes them. It it makes them drunk. It, you lose your deep connection to um, the plants if you drink alcohol. And you get as your vibration gets stronger and more connected to the plants, the more um, important it is not to drink. So I was drinking alcohol up to my first dieta with Chirik, but then after my first dieta, Chirik was like, no more, no more alcohol. Wow. Um, if you really want to have a clear, uh, to really be able to um, work with the plants, you, you can't drink alcohol. So that, that was a very big thing for me. Um, fortunately, I don't really like alcohol, and I have been teetotal for very um, quite a lot of times in my life. So actually it wasn't such a difficult thing to do and also because I'm fully committed to the plants so you know whatever's going to make it 
whatever they they've asked me I'm I'm going to do it so it, it wasn't that difficult but I think you have to make sacrifices when you're on this path sacrifices need to be made it's 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 like any, anything else and right. there's certain protocols and sacrifices that you need to take if you're seriously wanting to walk on the plant medicine path but again it's that is for really hardcore people that want to actually you know dedicate their lives to work, walking this path People who want to work with Chirik because they want to get more aligned with themselves, that's a different thing. You're not then going to be working on behalf of Chirik. You're going to be um, aligning more with yourself and using Chirik to help you um, find that balance within yourself. But it is incredibly challenging dieta because it's going to show you exactly where your ego is out of control. And that is never an easy (laughs) thing to see. No, it definitely isn't. How is your experience... Um, when you went into the dieta, how was, how was this structure for you? Like how much do you drink and, um, how, like, do you had any physical reactions? Do you had any psychedelic reactions? How was the, the process on your first Chirik? Okay. So the first Chirik, um, so the shaman basically chooses how much you need Mm. and they, but they would the shaman has to have dieted chirik as well. You can't give a right. diet to somebody who doesn't who has never dieted the plant. It's just not going to work. So you get the root of the of the chirik, and you scrape it at dusk. Um, you scrape the root, and then you take the bark of that root, and you put it. You soak it in water for twelve hours. And then at dawn, you drink the water. You you strain out the bark of the root and you drink the water. And immediately, it, you know that scene in uh, Matrix when um, Neo yeah. is on the table and his mouth disappears? That's how it feels like. It feels like your mouth disappears and everything goes tingly and your fingers go tingly and you get really cold. So there's a lot of physical sensations. The whole idea is you're meant to hold the chirikin, but I vomited it quite quickly, which can happen sometimes. So, but the idea is that you don't vomit it because obviously you're vomiting it out quite quickly. But if the chirik wants to hit a blockage, it's going to come out. Then you feel better, a bit better. It's not psycho. It's not psychedelic. Most of the plants aren't psychedelic. Shakruna psychedelic, Wambisa right. is psychedelic. But for me, those are the only two plants that I know that are psychedelic. All the others have more um, it, other alkaloids and and ways and 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 experiences that you're going to have, which aren't anything to do with um, coming out of your mind or being in a different dimensional space. Mm-hmm. And Chirik certainly isn't that. I mean, you're going to know who you are, where you are, every minute. Um, everyone will have a different experience. It's very hard to tell people what they're going to experience based on your own personal experience because the plant will work directly with what you need specifically. So it will work differently for everybody. Personally, for me, um, it, for the first few days, it showed me where I hadn't been in 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 an alignment. So for my past some relationships that I hadn't quite worked, I hadn't quite done, I hadn't quite been loving enough. And certain places where I hadn't, certain part times of my life where I hadn't been fully 
connected to my heart and and acted in in ways that were uh not very nice but on the whole mm. on the whole I've been pretty much in alignment because I, I I've been on the path for all these years and I have never wandered off it so I'm I'm pretty much in alignment with my destiny and my path and my mission so it wasn't as painful as I have seen it for others mm. and then I you don't sleep on Chirik that's the only thing it keeps you up so you, it's very hard to sleep so you have to also be very careful not to allow your brain to get in the way. So mm. I also found that Chirik really works if you have a strong meditation practice. If you have a very strong meditation, because it can bring up a lot of fears, a lot of unconscious stuff that is that is lurking in the depths. And if you don't have a meditation practice where you can breathe through and find ways of um, calming some of that down, I think mm. it, it can become very, very, um, it can become very, very challenging. It can become very, very challenging. So, for example, I, I, I didn't sleep for like five days. And wow. obviously there's always that little voice in your head that says, oh, my God, I haven't slept. I'm so exhausted. What do I do? And you can really talk yourself into um, freaking out about it. Um, but if you have a strong meditation practice, which I do, I just didn't allow that voice to infiltrate. I just mm. ignored it and breathe through it and just trusted the plant a hundred percent just trusted that if I didn't need to sleep I didn't need to sleep and just rested and Mm -hmm. just allowed myself to really just rest and be calm and be peaceful and also Chirik I felt was dictating a lot to me so I had a lot to write Uh, a lot came through creatively and um and so I was busy um, during those evenings as well, writing. And I felt that he was giving me a lot of advice and, and, and knowledge and wisdom and talking to me. And it was almost like, I've got these 10 days with you. <laughs> I'm going to make the most of it. Um, and then after that, Dieta ended, he told me I had to come back a, a year later and do a, a second one and, and do a second one. And I ended up doing three Chiriks and goes in three wow. years. So I did two, three back-to-back 10-day t- Chiriks. Um, totally, totally love Chirik, but... Um, unfortunately, my teacher Don Joel died uh, last year, and so I mm-hmm. feel like probably won't do Chirik anymore because I always said that mm-hmm. if I was going to do Chirik, it would be with him. So I feel like my time with Chirik's ended, and then I did a fourth dieta last year, which was Ayauma, which is a forty meter tree, which was completely different again. Uh, but Chirik, I know, is is definitely the starter plan. I would say if anyone's really looking to be get seriously on the path thinking about wanting to serve the medicine or be more involved with the ayahuasca, then Chirik is your um, plant that you should be dieting on for that. Beautiful. Thank you. And with the three that you're dieting, because I'm listening to what you're saying, and by the way, I'm getting all the chills as you're talking. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, okay, she did three Chiriks. Of course, the plant works in mysterious ways. And I'm sure that every single one had its own uniqueness to the experience. Um, so if you were to describe, and maybe this, if, if, yeah, if you were to describe with like a few words, what was your experience on the first one, the second and the third one, what will be, what would be those words? So the first one for me was bringing myself back into alignment. I mean, that's what 
Mm. I'd gone there also with quite a lot of doubt about whether I was really a plant medicine shaman, whether I had been bullshitting myself, Mm. whether, Mm. you know, I, I felt like I needed almost permission from the plants to say yes because it's wow. a brutal, difficult, challenging path. It's like hardcore. And I felt like if I'm on some ego trip that I've given myself, I'd rather not do it, <laughs> to be fair, because it's so challenging. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm the chosen, like if I've chosen myself and haven't, and the plants don't, are like, you're joking, you're like completely deluding yourself, then I needed to know that I was deluding myself, just needed to know it. And so it was very heartwarming when I took cheering. Cheering <laughs> was just like, you know, really, really complimentary about the path I'd been on and everything I'd done. And that's why he said I had to do three um, because it was time now to get going and, and, and the apprenticeship had ended. And, and all, it was all perfect timing, really, because I had finished my apprenticeship in 2012. And then in 2014, I came back with a group my first sorry yeah my, my first group in 2014 and then in 2015 I bought my second group and that's when in 2015 after my bringing my second group I was feeling am I really meant to be doing this work and that's when I did Chirik and that's when Chirik said you know it's really important that if you're serving you need to kind of get the permission from us that you can serve and so I got I got the go-ahead from Chirik and that's why he gave me a lot of information of what I needed to do next and what my purpose was and I felt like he was the spokesperson that I've been so I kind of needed the next set of of missions (laughs) next set of Mm -hmm. missions that I needed Mm -hmm. and then in 2016 he helped me write my second book so I was I had a big um I had a big uh white writer's block on my second book Beyond Mm -hmm. Illusion Mm -hmm. and Chirik said to me that I had to come back the year next year and he would help me write it and that the book needed to be finished and I needed to write it and get it finished. So I went back the year later and basically he helped me write the book and gave me a few more uh, messages on what I needed to do next. And then on the last, uh, the last one was um, really just um, clearing everything else out, really getting me in alignment and um, really focusing my my and rooting my my energy into like the plant medicines and I had an amazing experience because on the last night there was a huge thunderstorm and I Mm. heard the and I got the Chirik Sanango Ikaro through the thunderstorm I heard the plants singing to me in the aunt in the in the in the singing an Ikaro and Chirik Sanango said to me this is your Ikaro from the storm you need to write it down and I recorded the Icaro I, I I recorded it I wrote it down and every time I couldn't get it there'd be a thunderclap and the rain would come down and I was totally totally in tune with the thunderstorm the, the Amazon the rain the Icaro the Chiriksanongo I mean it, it it completely blew my brain um wow and I it was the most unbelievable so that was when Chirrut was kind of like okay you know you're done now you're pretty cooked um and uh yeah now it's time to go out and and start doing the work getting out there um at the same time though and this is where it's really important that while I did these three Chirrut Sanango dietas I also did three Vipassanas 
And even though I did mm. one Aya Uma dieta, I also did one Vipassana. So if you're going to do a Chiriksananga dieta, I really urge that there is time for integration on that because it's all very well going and sitting 10 days with a plant. But unless you find some time in silence to integrate everything that's happened, you miss the nuances and the deep depths of change. So 10-day silent meditation retreats are really the perfect place to be in that silence to really integrate and align everything that's happened in the silence. Very difficult to do it in your everyday life. So I'd like to stress that my two wings on my bird are plant medicines and, and Vipassana meditation. I really believe those are the two things that have that keep me strong and healthy and focused. And without the integration and without the meditation, I don't think you can have a very clear plant medicine journey because, I mean, like lifelong journey, because without some really deep integration on the cellular level, it gets it gets to a point where it just gets too challenging. It's just not, it's just, it's a buildup of residue in the body. And at some point it's just too much. So if you're doing meditations and, and, and doing the inner work alongside the plant medicine work, what you'll find is that you've got lots of spare capacity because you're kind of emptying and then refilling and emptying. So you fill up with the medicine and then you empty with the Vipassana. You fill up with the and kind of like that. And that is really a good way of keeping, getting all that, all the, because you can get the physical information from the plants and you know the, and all of right. that, but there's so much happening on the cellular level, on the energetic right. level, on the shamanic level that we don't know about. And without that integration, that quiet integration is very difficult to be able to really get the full benefits of, of a dieta. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, it takes me into the next part of, of my questioners, of my questioning, um, and is the post-dieta, right? Because you said it very well said. You said the 10 days, you sit with the plan, you do the work. However, that's not that's not the end of the work. That's just the beginning of the work. Then you have the post-dieta, you have the integration. So how was that for you? And how long did you stay with your post-dieta when you did your first Chirik Sanango diet? So my first Chirik Sanango diet, I did 30 days. You have mm -hmm. to do minimum 30 days just because you have to allow the plant to root. I mean, if you come back and you haven't done your 30 days, number one, you're crossing the plant, which is never a good thing. And number two, you're just, why, why go through that 10 days of, you know, challenge to just break it after the 30 days? Um, that's why this, this path is really... A commitment it's a commitment on all levels to really respect the respect and honor the plants for who they are and what they're offering got to do the work so there's absolutely no point in you know doing it for some ego trip that you've done plant medicines when you're not really doing what's needed and there's a reason why the plants are coming out to wake us up and that is because we're going into a really um, challenging time on planet earth And the plants are here to support us in that challenging time. So they are also coming out of the Amazon to share their medicine with us. And so we really need to be honoring and respecting that um, side of it too. So the 30-day the dieta is a, an essential part of that process, not drinking alcohol 
at least for 30 days, but I would say for six months, definitely. Um, obviously, the no sex is also really important um, on a dieta. And a bland food is super important, just keeping mm-hmm. it bland. Um, my second dieta, I did uh, eight months. So I just kept it going wow. for eight months. So I was celibate. I didn't have any salt in my diet or any extra salt. I mean, I just kept it as bland as I possibly could. And obviously I had given up alcohol by then. So I didn't, um, yeah, I wasn't drinking. So that was the, that was the second one. And then the third one was, um, I think I did it for two or three months, just kept it going just every day feeling the chiric rooting within me. So it was a process that we worked with together, but you know, for me, I'm doing these dietas to be able to then support others in their on their journey. So for me, it was it, it wasn't it, it wasn't a challenging at all. In fact, I really enjoyed it um, because I could feel mm. the chirrut really like rooting inside of me and really becoming strong inside of me and uh, supporting me on my journey. So I'm really grateful. Also, the, the creativity is next level. What you mm. can do, what you can create mm. next is next level. Um, you know, getting that clarity to who you are, what you're meant to be doing is is invaluable. And also, if you really want to be walking this path, getting getting the um, thumbs up from Chirik just makes all the difference on an energetic level. And who would you say is a good fit to diet with Chirik? Like if someone were to ask you, uh, like a stranger is like, Hey, Rebecca, so who do you think it will be a good fit to do, to sit, to, to diet this medicine? What will be your answer? I think, um, anyone who's following their heart, their heart path, um, who would like to get more involved in the plant medicines, who's being called to a diet, to diet something and unsure quite what, what to diet. Chirik is a, a really, um, powerful one to do um the grandfather of the of the amazon so i think he works directly in relationship well this is what he told me with with ayahuasca so mm. if you've got a very deep relationship with ayahuasca and you want to strengthen your relationship with ayahuasca then dieting chirik is a really good one also if you're unsure of who you are if you're unsure of the journey that you're on if you've got a very clear idea of of who you think you are, but you're still not, there's still a bit of doubt or imposter syndrome. Chirik's mm. a fantastic plant to um, show you who you really are. And that's the power, that's Chirik's medicine, is to actually show you um, where you're at, where your heart's at. And, um, mm. and, and that's, his, that's his power. So, but not easy, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Unless, of course, yeah, you're, no, I, you're walking I, your heart path. I, I I hear for different people that is definitely one of the hardest master plans to diet. That is really really hard to diet that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, because you it's know, bringing up everything where you're not in alignment. Yeah, but you know, as hard as it is, the reward is probably equally as high. So, is that's that's the work. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you don't you like all of these dietas? You don't really come out the same you never come out the same in fact I had three different Chirik Sanango teachers which was very interesting so my first mm. Chirik Sanango shaman was actually quite a young guy who just kind of stepping into shamanism but he had just mm. dieted a 10-day Chirik Sanango dieta 
So when he did my one, he was still really in the medicine. So it was quite powerful. Oh, wow. Um, because he he had literally just dieted it himself. So Chirik was very deeply in him. Um, and right. so he did my first one. My second one was done by a, a quite powerful, uh, famous, well, quite well-known shaman. Um, um, also um, quite powerful there. I had some a mad, a mad experience with him one, one night when he said to me, oh, you've got a lot of things going on in your head. <laughs> I'm going to come and do a limpiada on you, which is when they shake you with a shakapa. Anyway, he uh, sat me down by the door and he used to shakapa for about 30 minutes. Now, his father was a very well-known, very, very famous shaman, his father. And when his father had died, his father had transferred his energy to his son. And when he was doing this healing of the shakapa and singing the ikaro, I saw his father come through him. Like mm. his father appeared in the face. It was really, really powerful. And after he did this limpiada, I, I, I lay on the bed and I just shot out of my body. I literally <laughs> shot out of my body and went into the astral. It was like amazing. Like my whole body was just in a state of tingle, like like whatever wow. he had done, it was really, it was one of the most powerful limpiasas I've ever had. Actually, it was really, really, really powerful. And even now I can like, I can almost relive it because it was just so vivid and so powerful. Wow. And then the third Chirik Sanango was with uh, Don Joel, who was a master, master shaman in his seventies yeah. that, you know, basically, was just so connected to the plants and he was really amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And and I, I worked a lot on the witch wound. Um the uh yeah and 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 and, and the female the broken female because we are a bit like patriot under patriarchy, the the silenced female, the oppressed female I worked a lot through that um oppression and and um trauma that we've been going through as as a female species um yeah. over the last hundreds of years and so really worked through a lot of that pain and trauma and suffering so that's what I felt Chirik also helped me do was to realize my own empowerment wow but he's not going to do that straight away because that was by the third one so you have mm. to <laughs> you have to work through a lot to get to those three. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so, the the plant medicines will work on what you need first, and then go down in stages. So, if the first thing is that you're a toxic, they'll get rid of that first. Physical, any right. physical ailments first, and then it'll go further and further. And, and then finally, it'll start working on the more collective unconscious. So you you have to kind of heal all your personal stuff first before it can start really working on the collective unconscious, like the witch wound, which is a collective unconscious wound, right? I had to have cleared up all yeah. my personal wounds first to be able to then hit the unconscious collective wounds. Wow. Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience with us. This was so valuable. I mean, I got so much from your 
share. And now I understand why you keep telling me you got to dietetic. Like now, now I get it. You know, like I, I got it to another level. I feel like the plan was here with us as you were talking about it. Like I'm getting so teary because I feel it. Um, I feel the power of the medicine, especially what you said about like bringing that alignment and like helping with like the, the doubt and this imposter syndrome. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful and I have so much gratitude for you, for, for your work, what you do, your support. Uh, we need more people like you in this planet. Thank you so much. And uh, before we close, what will be something that you will do you would like to share to those that want to diet this plant? What will be an advice that you will give them? So thanks so much, first of all, for inviting me onto your podcast and for everything that you're doing, because you are a warrior um, of the highest order that I know, and you are following your heart, and that's why you need to do Chirik. <laughs> you just need to do Chirik. Chirik will put everything back <laughs> into alignment. So you just have to do it. Um if Chirik's calling you, uh, plants call you. Ayo Uma called me. I, I, these these aren't random. Oh, I'm just going to do this because you know. I, and also, I live in I live in the UK, so I'm not out in the Amazon where I can diet a lot of things. And also, I don't th I don't think that's even a good thing either. I think pick the plant and then really get a relationship with it. I mean, you if you have too many plants inside of you, it's like it, it becomes even even challenging to work with that. Right. with all those voices so you know you have to pick I won't I won't I don't think I'm going to diet any other plants because Chirik and Ayo Uma have both called me and I've done three of Chirik and I'll probably do another one of Ayo Uma I don't for mm -hmm. me I feel like I just like to work with one plant and go really really deep with it rather than doing lots of different lots of different dietas if you're yeah. going to do Chirik then you really need to give it a year before you do another plant, at least a year to allow Chirik to really, really root. I mean, it takes a while. This is a lifelong journey. Yeah. This isn't an instantaneous hit just because you do a dieta for 10 days. You know, you have to do all the work to enable that plant to then root, to grow. You have to feed it, nourish it, give it water, not kill it. <laughs> like anything in nature, yeah. you have to nurture your plants that's inside of you. And so it's a real commitment to Chirik. You have to commit to the plant, commit to Chirik, tune into the plant. And if it's calling you, you have to just go and do it and just take that opportunity to really give yourself those 10 days and really give yourself that year space to then really dive deep in with, with, with the Chirik. So certainly for anyone who is on this path and feeling the imposter syndrome or feeling like it's all this big uphill challenge and you're not really know which step to take next and what you need to do next and where you need to go and what you need to do, then Chirik is a fantastic plant to give you that guidance and understanding and also to show you where you are in your, in your life, where you haven't been in alignment and where you are in alignment, where you need to be in alignment. And so it really is, um, I, I would say, and you know, you know that plant is calling you. When that plant calls, it's like ayahuasca. When that plant calls, you have to follow it. So it yeah. is, um, again, and then finding like a reputable uh, lodge um, or space like Shaman Flora 
that does proper dietas with the proper protocols, which are essential. Anyone that's cutting corners on the protocol, anyone that is not advocating the post dieta like it needs to be advocated, anyone that thinks it's okay to drink alcohol after the after the diet, anyone that is not doing the proper diet during the diet, um, all of that is just a abuse of the plant, really, and a misuse of yeah. the plant, and um, karmically doesn't work for anybody, and certainly not for the plant. So finding a really reputable um, lodge like Sharma Flora is also a really important part of it to ensure that if you're going to commit to these 10 days and you're going to commit to Chirik and you're going to commit to this path, that you commit in the right place, you do it properly. If you're giving yourself a commitment, then the person that's offering you the dieta also has to be in that same commitment. And that's really important. And without that respect and love for the plant, you do, you miss a really important element of it. And also anyone that is offering you Chirik has to have done Chirik. That's also really yeah. important. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing again. It's always a pleasure. I wish I'm, I'm looking forward to having you again and talking more about your experience. Uh, before we leave, where can our audience find you? What is your Instagram? Where can they look for you if they want to learn more about you? Um, what information can we give them right now before we leave? So my um, Instagram account is Rebecca underscore Shaman. My email is Rebecca at RebeccaShaman.com, which is R-E-B-E-K-A-H. So that's how I spell it, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, Rebecca Shaman, and Facebook, Rebecca Shaman. So um, I'm quite easy to find, or if you Google me, I'll come up, and my website is RebeccaShaman.com. So just Google me, I'll come up. If you've got any questions, yes, please do email me. Um, I also have a video, a YouTube video that you can have a look called The Shaman's Last Apprentice um, that charts my uh, story. Um, and it's about a 30 minute video and also have two books out, The Shamer's Last Apprentice and Beyond Illusion. If you'd like to read more about my journey and what happened to me and where I am now, really. So that's all in, um, that all can be found on my website or on Amazon. Yeah. So you heard where to find her. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy being in it with Rebecca. I love you all very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And remember, if you have any questions, any concerns, if you have an opinion, just leave us a comment and we will get back to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.